the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. We are pleased and privileged, I guess, uh, once again, to have Dinaology in the house. Good morning. Good morning. It is good to see you. Awfully good to see you. I know it's going to be a very busy show today. I know you've got a lot of things to talk about. It's been a busy week. It has been an unbelievably busy week, especially in terms of economic news. So Mm -hmm. I want to hit that first. And then once we go through that after the break, we're going to start talking about some ways for you to guard your hard-earned money. Uh, There are a number of financial scams out there these days. And I want to make sure that our listeners are armed with what they need to know to avoid three of the most popular financial scams. Plug the holes today. Yes, 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 yes. But let's talk about what the market did this week. It's been kind of a wild and crazy week. We had two or three days where where several of the indices hit all new highs. Mm. Uh, The Dow ended the week up 1.16 for the week. That means the Dow is up almost 10.5% year to date. The Dow is up 18 and a quarter over the past 12 months. Hoorah. Most of that has come since the election, but that is that is a fantastic uh, 12-month return on the Dow. The S&P was down just the tiniest little smidge for the week. The S&P is up about 10 and a half year to date. The S&P, which is a far broader index than the Dow, is up almost 14 over the past 12 months. So the two major U.S. indices that track domestic large company stocks are up double digits over the past 12 months and year to date. Great numbers. The NASDAQ, which is a tech heavy index, was actually down about a fifth of a percentage point this week. The NASDAQ is up 18 and a half hmm. so far Huge. for 2017. Huge. Over the past 12 months, the NASDAQ is up 23.66%. Those are all very big numbers, and some investors may be inclined to start flooding money into the NASDAQ because that's where the largest return has been over the past 12 months. But I want to caution our listeners Past performance is no indicator of future performance. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you have a diversified portfolio, and if you don't know how to build a diversified portfolio, and I mean truly diversified, give us a call. Let us help you out with that. 
when I talk about a diversified portfolio, it is much more than having five or six different mutual funds. Within those mutual funds, they may be holding all the same stuff. Mm -hmm. If you've got five or six mutual funds and they all have Apple as their number one holding, you are not diversified. And you can't pay much attention to the name of these funds. It's a great starting point, but you have to dig a little deeper. Mm -hmm. You have to look at things like expense ratio. How much does it cost to actually own this mutual fund? The expense ratio is something that is hidden. It's not a charge that is going to be itemized on your statement. If you don't read the prospectus or look on, say, Morningstar.com, you're not going to know how much you're paying for that fund. Mm -hmm. And that expense ratio reduces your take-home after uh, after all the returns are generated. You know, with such big gains, you kind of feel like maybe is there a bubble in there or is this policy? Or? You, you know, it is, it is undeniable that the Fed has maintained a very healthy balance sheet since the recession. They bought a lot of bonds to inject cash into the economy. They lowered interest rates to historic lows to give consumers money that they could spend. All of that was very, very important to help bring us out of that recession. Consumer spending accounts for roughly two-thirds of our domestic output a year. And when people were losing their jobs, their pay was getting cut, they weren't spending the money right. like before. So the Fed did what they had to do to keep us from going into a depression. It was an awful recession, not a depression. So now, interestingly enough that you bring that up, the Fed met this week, and the Fed has signaled that they're going to start unwinding or, or taking some of that liquidity out of the Federal Reserve's balance sheet. What that means is some of the bonds that they bought to help out with the recessionary time, they're going to let those bonds mature and they're not going to rebuy them. So so they're not they're, they're going to start this systematic tapering down of excess liquidity that's in the economy. Now, there are those who say that's what's propped this market up, mm -hmm. to, to answer your question. And then there are those who say, no, that was a safety net, and companies now are returning to very solid profits. They're returning to very solid sales. Consumer spending is now solid again. I, I don't think the Fed will move quickly on this. I think the Fed will tiptoe through it. They'll allow some bonds to mature. They won't rebuy, and they're going to as they have done all along, they're going to carefully tiptoe through this. Mm -hmm. They don't want any large shocks to the economy. We're doing well. Uh, second quarter GDP numbers came out this week, and after a very sluggish first quarter, we saw a nice rebound mm -hmm. for second quarter GDP numbers. Things are moving along nicely. The market keeps hitting all new highs. What I would say to our listeners is this is a great time to consider rebalancing. Mm -hmm. This is a great time to take some of those big gains, pull them off the table, and go in, and I know this is going to sound uncomfortable, take some of the, the high-performing dollars, take some of those gains, and reposition them into some of the lesser performers because over time they will swap spots. Mm -hmm. Buy mm -hmm. low, sell high is how you make money in this market, and that is what rebalancing does to a portfolio. It forces that sell high, buy low methodology. How do you know, though, which ones uh, are in a situation where the train's left the station and it's too late to get in on some of those gains? Well, some of it is is just looking at 
at the numbers. I, I look at numbers year to date and over 12 months. So I've had clients ask me about, well, what about defense stocks? President Trump is really big on defense. Well, that train has somewhat left the station. My, my broad defense index is up like 13% year to date. Basic materials, which would be the building blocks of infrastructure projects, those uh, those stocks are up even more than that. Biotech is up really big, high. big numbers. So we have to look and say, do do I really think that after an 18% run-up, as we've had with biotech, do I really think that I've got more room to run from here? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of, of investors who are more middle of the road in their thinking will say, you know what? I like biotech as a sector, or I like defense, or I like basic materials, but I'm going to wait until we have a correction. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait until I have a, a more comfortable entry point on these particular sectors. So there's not a hard and fast rule how you do this. Mm-hmm. You have to look at the numbers, and you have to look at the potential for increase from here, because what is done is done. You can't go back and say, oh, well, I wish I'd bought biotech nine months ago, so give me that. It's done. It's already it's already in the soup, so to yeah, speak. Yeah. I know you talked uh, a lot in the past about, uh, well, actually, you haven't talked about it, but it's all over the news and the, about gold, 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 buy gold. The economy is coming. What do you, how do you feel about commodities? I mean, is it some fuel that you want to put in the tank? So uh, commodities as a broad category tend to do well when the dollar is weak. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the dollar strengthens, commodities tend to lose value. We've mm-hmm. seen that. Uh, we saw that last year in part uh, with energy and oil prices. That wasn't the whole story, of course, with energy and oil, but that was part of the story. Um, gold and silver, the precious metals component of commodities tends to be where frightened investors put their money. Mm-hmm. So if you think back to the 08 recession, only a handful of things made money. U.S. Treasuries made money because it was a flight to safety. U.S. Treasuries are considered the risk-free investment. And there was a huge flight to gold. We mm-hmm. saw gold go up to 1900 an ounce. Uh, once the market started performing well, it pulled back down. Mm-hmm. Gold is probably, I didn't check it this morning, it's probably between 1200 and 13 an ounce right now. Mm-hmm. So as long as the market continues to perform, I don't think there's going to be much movement in gold. If we get some additional volatility or we get a correction in this market, I think people will start to buy gold. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, does it have a place in a portfolio? Perhaps. Perhaps um, if you're a nervous investor, a, a little a little portion in gold or a, or a fund that buys gold. OK, you don't have to go out and buy the metal and keep it in your safe in your house. You can buy. There's an ETF. It's just the iShares gold ETF ticker symbol GLD. They track the spot price of gold. If you do decide to put it in your safe, make sure you share me the combination. I'll <laughs> get a little bit of that for myself. But um, not recommending gold. I'm just saying there there are different ways to buy it. Yeah, you don't have to actually buy the metal. Some of these companies that advertise buy gold, buy gold. They are advertising for you to buy it through them mm-hmm. and to store it with them, and that's how they make money on on the sale of the gold. 
And they also cried gloom and doom because that's what they want to do so that you can make Well, that's what attracts precious metal investors. It's the the threat. It's the looming threat of this gloom and doom or a market crash Mm -hmm. or or something like that. So um, perhaps I think having precious metals or broader commodities in the portfolio is certainly a consideration. It is something that you would discuss with your financial advisor and – Develop your portfolio in conjunction with your financial plan. Mm-hmm. It's it, Those two things aren't done separately, or at least they should not be. We talk about that a lot here on the program. But really, if you'd like to get started, if you really kind of think that a lot of this is very complicated sounding, it, well, guess what? It is, and that's why we have people like Dina who can help you understand what's going on with your finances. And if you get the financial planning toolkit, you can get started here. That's right. The Financial Planning Toolkit will simply help you organize your finances. Mm-hmm. It is it is a tool to get you started on the path to a financial plan. Once that toolkit is completed, you've got your finances organized. The next step is to meet with one of our planners at Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Let us assemble a financial plan for you. Let us see where the potholes are. Let's see where perhaps your portfolio isn't as diversified as it should be. And let's start working that plan for your family. What do you say to the investor who says, I just don't really think I have enough money to invest? Planning is all the more important for that person. And and let's be real. There are lots and lots of people who fall into that category. Mm-hmm. So financial planning is is a more needed function in life when you have finite resources. Not just for the wealthy. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If you're living just month to month, it can help even more, right? Correct. One of the things I work with my clients on, whether they have assembled some wealth or whether they have not, is budgeting. Budgeting is a key component of doing a good financial plan. You have to know where your money goes. Mm -hmm. If you don't know where your money goes, chances are there are some dollars just drifting out into the into the atmosphere and never to be seen again. And those are dollars that perhaps could be redirected into some savings for your family. You've got to watch where you're spending your money. I think that's yes. some wise counsel from Dina here this morning. If you'd like to dial in, here's the phone number for you, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. We will take a quick break. We'll be back more with more of Dinaology here in studio for Larry Rosenthal today. And we hope you'll join us as well. Once again, 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called Stars Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. 
800-700-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. A little blues action for you there, Dina. I like it. <laughs> Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show with Dinaology in studio with us today. Again, you can call and ask any questions about your finances at this phone number. She is our financial and retirement expert here in studio, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. You know, before the break, we were talking about making the most of every dollar uh, what budgeting your money, making sure you know where you're spending. And, and one of the things that, that can take money away from us quickly and with and really without us even knowing it are these financial scams that are all over the place. Oh, yes. um, I, I know you and I talked about this off air. How many phone calls have you and I collectively gotten from the, quote, IRS, and y'all can't see my fingers, but I'm putting the quote marks in the air, saying that we owe money, and they're going to send a federal marshal yep. to our front porch if we don't give them money right then and there. Yeah, I read where they shut a lot of those down, but they still seem to pop right back up. Well, they do, and they come from different places. So the number one financial scam on my list is this IRS scam. Hopefully we're all pretty aware of this right now, but in the event that we're not, let me just tell you what the deal is. The IRS scam, you'll you'll receive a phone call from someone claiming to be an IRS agent, and they'll say that you messed up on your income taxes and you owe some back taxes. And if you don't make immediate payment, this fake IRS agent says you're going to be arrested or face a lawsuit from the IRS. Mm -hmm. I have some personal experience with this because this happened at my home. Mm -hmm. My husband called me at work one day and said, hey, you took care of our taxes, didn't you? And I said, yeah, our taxes are fine. Why? Well, apparently Steve Martin now works for the IRS. (laughs) And he called my house and threatened to send a marshal after my husband if he wouldn't put his, quote, tax bill on a credit card. Steve has a heavy, thick foreign accent, I understand. He does. He does. (laughs) So I am sure many of our listeners have gotten similar calls, maybe not from Steve Martin, maybe maybe from John John Stewart. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But what you need to know about the IRS scam is this. The IRS always contacts you by mail first. They're not going to call you as a first step. They're never, ever going to demand immediate payment. The IRS offers payment plans. Mm -hmm. The IRS will never request a specific form of payment, such as a credit card or a wire transfer, and they're not going to threaten to arrest or deport you because you owe taxes. (laughs) The IRS is also not going to request your personal information by email. So if you get some sort of notification that you owe taxes to the IRS, don't respond. Certainly don't give them any of your financial information. Um, You can call the IRS. You can write to the IRS and ask for clarification. If they're being super-duper pushy about this whole thing, chances are it's a scam. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if, if you get this phone call, Hang up the phone. I'll have a horror story to tell you about this here. In just oh, a minute. no. Yeah, it's a pretty sad one. Well, first, before we do that, we've got uh, Gerald on the phone with us. Oh, and hi, Gerald. Let's talk to Gerald and yeah. ask well, what's going on with you, Gerald, and what's your question today? Yes, good morning, and thank you so much uh, for your time and your talent. Uh, regarding uh, investments, um, if you have a substantial amount of money in a savings account for a child, uh, let's say five years old, 
and you're only earning 0.05, what are some of your options uh, without major tax burdens on that particular child? Well, can you my do first. A Roth IRA, stocks, sure. What can you do? Sure, sure, sure. Great, great question, Gerald. Appreciate the question. My first, my my first question back at you is going to be, what's the purpose of the money? Is it college money? Is it house down payment money when they get older? What is your desire as the parent for the money? Uh, don't know. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Know. Okay. So there are a couple of directions you can go that are going to have not much tax consequence. So let's talk through them. If you knew that there that that money or at least a portion of it would be for college for this child, there is a 529 college savings plan that will invest that money appropriately based on the child's age. When the money is taken out to pay for qualified higher education expenses, it comes out entirely tax-free, earnings and everything. So that is... What, I'm, I'm sorry, what are uh, higher education? Could that possibly be private school in the elementary years, or does it have to be post The 529 plan is post-secondary education. If you wanted the money available for private high school, say, you could use a Coverdale education savings account. That covers both uh, uh, the, the grade school years and college. And it has the same effect as the 529 plan. The contribution limits aren't as high. But... The the, cover, the Coverdale is the the uh, sort of go all portable uh, education savings account. I, hadn't heard I, that I guess in that equation you're assuming well, if children are an investment. Um, if you're going to treat it as an investment vehicle, you're looking to get the most bang for your buck, if you will. So if you're going to spend so much money in private school, you're not really assured that your child is going to go to the best colleges find the best jobs, et cetera, et cetera. So is that a wise uh, investment versus, okay, let me look at a, a public school, stay on top of the child, and maybe put the money into a good stock that won't have uh, such a tax burden? Okay, so the the education savings accounts eliminate the, the future tax burden. There, there's none as long as those dollars are used for some sort of qualified education expense. So, so there's that category. And, and, yes, at five years old, it's very difficult to tell where this child's going to, to end up. Are they going to be super-duper smart and get a full scholarship to MIT? Are they going to be middle of the road and want to go to trade school? We, we don't know at this age. Um, it, it, that's, that's a question I find hard to answer for you you know your child, right? Right, right? So, so ultimately, the decision of is it a good is it a good investment to put money in in education accounts for this child? That's that's a call I, I'm afraid only you can make. But let's talk about individual stocks since you brought it up. Let's suppose that you decide you want to buy Amazon stock and you think Amazon stock is going to be this great thing for your child at some point down the road. You have not eliminated taxation by any stretch of the imagination. If Amazon decides to issue a dividend in a given calendar year, that dividend is taxable. It's going to go on your tax return. 
down the road, if you decide to sell the Amazon stock at a profit to help your child buy his or her first home, you're going to have to pay capital gains taxes on that profit at whatever the capital gains rate is at the time. So while individual stocks can be more tax efficient than high turnover mutual funds, they're not as tax efficient as the education savings accounts are. So you really do have to look at your child and and what you think the potential is for them. And I think that as parents, you have to look and say what you want that money to do for your child. I see. How about a Roth? A Roth IRA is a really super, super nice savings vehicle, but you can only contribute to a Roth IRA if you have earned income. And at five years old, I think you'd, I think you'd have a hard, I think it'd be a tough case to make that your child was working in the family business 20 hours a week and, and you put money in the Roth. There's only so many lawns you can mow, you know. I see, I see, I see. So uh, stocks, tax implications, uh, the the cover day of 529 so pretty much that's my only option until then uh, I guess letting it sit in the savings account is okay eh, you're not going to make any money in the savings account those are certainly what I would consider your best options they're not your only options you can put that money in a balanced mutual fund take the tax hit during the during the year and let the money grow you don't have to put it into any sort of tax-deferred vehicle. If you're in a high-income tax bracket, you may want to look for what are called low-turnover funds or ETFs. Well, can I put those in the child's name, or would they have to go in my name? You would, put, you would establish what's called a custodial account. You would be the okay. owner of the account until your child reaches the age of majority. The child would be listed as the beneficiary on the account. Once they turn 18, that money becomes theirs free and clear, and you have no control over what they do with it. Okay, then the tax burden would shift to them. Correct. Thank you so very much for your time. Uh, you guys have a great show and helping a lot of people. God bless you. God bless you, Gerald. Thanks for your call. Gerard, I tell you what, this could be a longer conversation. We could help you possibly uh, by looking at things a little bit closer. I'm going to put you on a hold and let uh, Bob get some information from you, and then possibly you guys can get together to discuss this in a little bit further detail. Yeah, lots of great questions in that one phone call. I want to get back to the financial scams, though. I need to close the loop on the IRS scam. If you get a call... Get a stop there. That's really pretty funny when you say close the loop on the IRS. I mean, there's lots of loops. Never mind. Bad joke. Okay. Back to you. (laughs) I I have no witty... Loopholes. I was going to say loopholes. I have no witty retort here. That's okay, because it wasn't a very witty joke. (laughs) I wasn't going to say it. (laughs) Um, So if you find yourself on the other end of a phone call from someone claiming to be an IRS agent, you, you need to know what to do. First of all, hang up the phone. Yes. Don't argue with them. If they threaten to send a marshal to your front porch to to arrest you, okay, fine, send them. Nobody's going to show up on your front porch. I know this from experience. Mm -hmm. So hang up the phone. If you think you might owe federal taxes, call the IRS. Their number is Mm 800-829-1040. 800-829-1040. That is the only way. To see what you owe, if anything. Mm-hmm. The second thing you can do is you can report this scam to the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration. 
Say that three times real fast. <laughs> the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration, or you can simply call them 800-366-4484. Clearly, they're having a lot of trouble shutting this one down because it's still out there. Well, they, they shut down a bunch of them overseas, and then they just popped up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It's not gone. The scam still exists. You can also file a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission. Be sure and add IRS telephone scam to your complaint description. You can also call them at 877-FTC-HELP. If you receive something in email, if it's an unsolicited email requesting immediate payment to the IRS, forward that message to phishing at irs.gov. And not fishing like we're going out on the lake this weekend. It's P H I S H I N G. So, uh, short story: the IRS isn't going to call you if you owe them money. They're going to send you a letter. If you get the phone call, it's not real. Hang up. Sad story. One of my family uh, who has a little bit of a diminished capacity oh, no. fell into this. Uh, ended up taking a ton of money out of savings and everything else because they thought that this was a real thing. Got in the car and went to meet this person who was what? stateside, but we were able to we were able to intervene and stop, oh, I'm so glad stop that and get the money back. But it I'm was so a sad story. It well, happens. People get to that's a that's a happy that. ending to that story. Right. So many of these originated overseas, and there's no way to get the money back. That's true because it goes over there. That's right. So beware the IRS scam. Like I said, I think a lot of people already know about this, but until everyone knows and they know what to do. There's the there's the information. If you've been through a tragedy recently, you may have been victim of what we're calling a charity scam. Mm. Yeah, uh, here's the scam. You'll receive an appeal from someone claiming to represent a charitable organization. They'll ask you for a donation. How often do we get those in the mail? We get them all the time. We give phone calls at home. Uh, it's not an unusual thing. And sometimes that, because of that, that's hard to spot. If you feel that you're being pressured, and we're seeing kind of a pattern here, right? If it's a scam, you're going to be pressured to, to give up some of your money. So if you feel that you're being pressured for an immediate donation, don't give money on the spot. Ask to be removed from their list. If you decide to give, pay with a check or credit card. Don't give them cash. Verify the name of the charity. Make fa- Many of the fake ones, they're going to use similar names to reputable charities or buzzwords like cancer or disaster relief. Ask a lot of questions before you part with your money. And I would strongly recommend that you not part with your money based on a phone call. Mm-hmm. You can always contact the National Association of State Charity Officials. They are charged with the oversight of charitable organizations. In many states, charities are required to register before they can even call to ask you for money. Mm -hmm. If you decide to give and you want the tax deduction, make sure that the charity has 501c3 status. That is the IRS section of the code that... Uh, uh, designates a an organization as an actual charity. Otherwise, you don't get your tax money back. That's that. right. You yeah. don't get the deduction. So if you find yourself on the other end of one of these types of scams, contact your state attorney general or the Better Business Bureau to verify the charity's identity. And like with the IRS scam, you can also file a complaint with the FTC. Yeah, if you don't have something in writing, it's pretty hard to tell over the phone. 
uh, that that's a good or reputable place to give your money to. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. Um, and it's it's interesting to me. We've we're such an online social media oriented society. We've got a lot of our information out there, mm-hmm. and nefarious types can look on my Facebook page and they can see that I contribute and I support the American Heart Association. Yeah. That's yeah. N- that's not unknown. Right. So someone could call me and and having fished out that information and say, "Oh, we're a sister organization to the American Heart Association. Would you like to donate?" Mm-hmm. Well, that's near and dear to me. I've lost lots and lots of of friends and family to heart disease. I would be inclined to listen to them unless I knew that those sorts of scams existed. It's a sad thing. It really is. But, by the way, if you do look at uh, Dina's Facebook page, you'll also find out some other things about her, that she is a very big Saint fan. That's right. I, I'm wearing She's wearing her Saints uh, outfit today. I'm, I've got on my Drew Brees jersey because this week was training camp. That's right. She's, she is New Orleans blood through and through. Well, yeah. Uh, in, in my heart, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Never, never lived there, but uh, that city has got my heart for real. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, nice of you to notice. <laughs> You're welcome. Who dat? Who dat? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes, yes, yes. Great. And if if anyone out there is a Saints fan, you know what I mean. Okay, one last scam I want to alert our listeners to, and this is a big one, and I don't think this one is very well known, so listen up on this. There is actually an Obama student loan forgiveness scam. So let me give you a little bit of background. I've heard of this one. Uh, have you really? Mm-hmm. I'm, intri- I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um, during President Obama's administration, one of the more popular things that he did is he instituted a student loan forgiveness program for people who were working in the public sector. Mm-hmm. So if you're a counselor or you're a school teacher or you're a nurse, um, uh, loads and loads of these different uh, categories of, of what are considered public jobs – If you have made student loan payments on time for 10 years from the day you sign up for the program, you can have the balance of your student loans forgiven. It's a big, big deal. The scam is that a student loan debt company is going to contact you, usually through an online ad or an email, and for a fee, they'll consolidate your student loans and lower your monthly payments through the Obama Student Loan Forgiveness Program. Mm -hmm. Sounds fantastic, especially if you're one of the millions of college graduates in this country who still owe a lot of money for the college education that you received. What you need to know is that there's no such thing as the Obama Student Loan Forgiveness Program. So if you see those words or you get a phone call, the phone call isn't typical on this particular scam, but if you see those words, hit delete. It's not real. Mm. This scam sounds an awful like an awful lot like this public service loan forgiveness program. Uh, uh, Not the same thing. The first one doesn't exist. The second one does. If the company claims to have a relationship with the Department of Education, it is definitely a scam. When it comes to student loans, only student loan servicers and debt collectors have a relationship with the U.S. Department of Education. You see how they put layers of, Mm -hmm. of, of credible sounding information on these things. And they make it sound really, really good. And if you're choking on your student loans, you're probably looking for any relief you can find. Mm -hmm. It's not real. And there are other forms of relief that you can get. There are. And one big thing on this, don't pay an upfront fee for student loan debt relief. Mm -hmm. There are lots of programs out there that don't require that. Mm -hmm. 
for your federal student loans. You can enroll for free in the student loan repayment plan with the federal government. You can also consolidate your federal loans, not the private ones, into a direct consolidation loan with the federal government. If you get one of these sorts of emails, forward it to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. This is a new organization that was founded under the Obama administration for things just like this. The best way to lower your student loan interest rate and monthly payment is to refinance them. There are no origination fees, no prepayment penalties. You can find out your new student loan rate in a couple of minutes, and it doesn't impact your credit score. Wow, outstanding. Yeah. There are a lot of ways around the problems that you're yeah. talking about. So, so just remember, there is no Obama student loan forgiveness program. Mm. It doesn't exist. Mm. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. If you'd like to give us a call, here's a phone number for you. Our financial and retirement expert here in studio with us today, and also a St. Fan, is Dina Ology, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123 to give us a call. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage. 571-490-7117. 571-490-7117. Troy Turow and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. Remember those kids that you keep your kids away from? Those kids that society doesn't seem to know what to do with? That kid you saw on the street corner last week? Remember that kid that, well, you feel sorry for? The dropout, the pregnant teen, the drug addict. Those are the kids that Youth for Tomorrow wants to reach. And Youth for Tomorrow has reached nearly 800 children since opening its doors in 1986. That's 800 young men and women helped to become responsible and effective members of society. The founder and chairman of Youth for Tomorrow, former Washington Redskins coach and current NASCAR team owner Joe Gibbs, says if we don't do what we can to influence our young people, there are plenty of others who will in the wrong direction. For more information about Youth for Tomorrow, call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You can help turn a negative into a positive. Call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org.
You are listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. In the house today, we have Dina Ology taking care of business for us. With all of your financial matters, you may make a phone call right now if you would like. and We would do our very best. Actually, Dina will do the right thing by answering your question. Here's the phone number, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. Any question you would like to ask. In fact, during the week, you can ask questions, and for the big, big price of nothing zero dollars that's right that's you right call Nada. any questions and they'll be happy to help you out i spent the the majority of this program talking about how to hang on to your money and avoid financial scams one of the other really big ways money floats out of our pocket is through taxes mm-hmm. so we are a little more than halfway through the year i thought i would do a a quick mid-year tax tips sort of thing to close cool. out the show today so First things first, if you filed an extension of your taxes, you're going to want to make sure you stay on top of the filing deadline, which is October 15th. Make sure that you are getting everything together. Don't wait until the last minute. When you wait until the last minute, you are more likely to, to, to miss some deductions or make a mistake on your return. You don't want to do either one of those things. Missed deductions result in less money refunded to you. A mistake means your tax return is going to be tied up a little bit longer because the IRS will catch it. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why I use an accountant. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have to do it myself. You, you know what? And and I think that's great because there are some people who walk around with an audit target on their back every single day. Business owners among the top. Yeah. Well, I have an accountant who my accountant will call me and say, you know what? You can't do this because it says audit all over it. I said, okay, okay. What do I do? And accountants are great for that. And he'll tell me about how to do that. On the phone with us, we have Kelly from Richmond. Kelly, what is your question for Dina today? Yeah, my, my company does 401k retirement. And when I call the John Hancock Retirement Company, they say that it is all employee or employer contribution. Really? And it's not 100%. I want to make sure this is correct. Is there any benefit to them saying this? Do they get some kind of break for this? Well, if the company is making contributions to your 401k, they absolutely get a tax break on it. Chances are they have some sort of vesting schedule in place, so you have to be there a certain amount of time before the money is yours 100%. Um, Companies can have you vested immediately. They can vest you over as long as five years. So I I would ask, okay, you know, how long before the money is mine? Do they not allow you to make your own contributions? No, 100% of it is my contribution. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. So there's no employer match. No, they haven't put anything. But every when you look on the website, it says 100% has been employee or employer contributed. That sounds like and, an error. Yeah, it says 0% employee. 100% has been contributed by them, and that's not right. No, I would I would do you, do you have an HR department at your company? Uh yeah. Okay. I would start with them because they are going to be the the ones if that's wrong on your 401k, it's probably wrong on everyone's. There's something sounds like something has been coded incorrectly. Um okay. I I would I would start with HR and if they say they can't do anything, I I would call John Hancock back and say, "Look, I think there's a mistake here." Um okay. Now, yeah, I you definitely want that coded correctly. Um, uh, It's probably just a mistake. Somebody probably just pushed an incorrect button. Okay, that's it. 
All right. From Great Richmond. From Richmond, huh? Yeah, thank you. Excellent. I didn't know we I didn't know we had reach all the way to Richmond. We are live on the internet 24/7, so maybe he's listening on the on the We can't get our signal all the way to Richmond. Well, that's what I was thinking. <clears throat> How fun. Yeah, it is fun. How fun. That's yeah. right. Streaming live on waiva.com. That's right. I that's love right. it. I love it. So, we were talking about taxes and and making sure that you get your taxes filed if you if you filed an extension, don't wait till the last minute. Don't make the errors that are often associated and if your adjusted gross income last year was less than 62000 you can actually file for free online on the IRS website. Hmm. I did not know that. I know they have these other companies that allow you to, to do that for free, but I didn't know the IRS did. That's you can nice. go directly to the IRS. Great. Second tax issue, since we're talking mid-year tax thoughts. It, did you get a really big refund this year? Hmm. If so, your withholding is probably too much unless you had a a one-time unusual circumstance in 2016 if you're normally getting five six seven thousand dollar federal income tax refunds that's really too much i would strongly recommend you look to adjust your withholding so that you have more of that money coming into your paycheck every every time you get paid not a good savings plan it it really is not it really is not but oddly enough americans about half of them say they expect to receive a, a significant IRS refund at tax time. There are better ways to handle that portion of the money. As long as you're a little disciplined. True. Got to be disciplined by saving, but yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Also, if you have income that isn't subject to withholding, the IRS wants you to file estimated quarterly taxes. Boy. Yeah, yeah. If you make four extra tax payments a year, if you fall into that category of, say, independent contractors, your income comes in through a 1099 form. Mm -hmm. If you make these four tax payments a year, you will have done essentially what would have happened if you worked for an employer who withheld the taxes and you shouldn't be penalized for under withholding. The IRS has this formula of how much you should be withholding during the course of the year. They want it little bits at a time, not all at once when you file your taxes. They will penalize you if you don't withhold enough. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Now, that's one of those things, if you're not comfortable doing that math, accountants are worth their weight in gold on this. They know the math. They can guide you on adjusting the withholding. They can guide you on the estimated quarterly payments. Yeah, I love my accountant. He's great. He helps me out a lot. You know what? I I think that they are an invaluable resource. Uh, um, I I would rather have one than not. Yeah. Well, actually, you need a team, don't you? You need your financial planner. You need an accountant. And there's other things. You need a lawyer. You need various different people that you can turn to when you need to. Absolutely. When I first got into this business, they always talked to us about your financial dream team. And your financial dream team is your financial planner, your estate planning attorney, and your accountant. The, the the financial planner uh, is, is sort of like the quarterback of the team. They're the one that, that takes all of the information and makes sense of it for you. The accountant's doing the bean counting. They're mm-hmm. looking to make sure that you do what's right and good by the IRS. The estate attorney is making sure that you do what's right and good by your family once you're gone. Uh, they're looking to make sure that if you have minor children that your wishes are carried out for them in the event you pass prematurely. The financial advisor takes all of that and puts it in usable form for you. Mm-hmm. 
Well, there's a lot of things around that. You've got your bubble with your dream team. Then you've got underneath that the kinds of investments, tools that you would use to progress with your finances and things of that nature. You could actually kind of put an organizational chart. We could do a whole show on that, on how to basically take care of your finances, right? We could do a whole show on any financial topic you want. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll put my request in now. For do, next it. Time. Yeah. do it. Do <laughs> it. Um, most, if we're talking about taxes, most working parents are aware that they can claim a child-independent care credit to help cover daycare expenses for your kids. Did you know that day camp during the summer falls under that category? No, I did not. So when school's out, a lot of parents will send their kids to day camp, and the IRS thinks that that falls under the category of child care. So don't forget to include that in your child care expenses. Outstanding. There's a good tip. Now, only the day camps qualify, none of this overnight stuff. So if if your child goes to a, a day camp at your church while you're at work, that qualifies. If they go to the week-long summer camp up in the Poconos, that doesn't count. Interesting. I wonder why not. I'm not sure. Hmm. I just know the rule. Yeah, okay, that's right. I it's don't know why. I don't try to figure out why the IRS does what they do. Ours is not to ask why, I guess, at this point. I just follow the rules. Yeah, good for you. Now, if you have a lot of out-of-pocket medical expenses, then you may be able to itemize those off on your taxes as well. Taxpayers age 65 or older can still claim medical and dental expenses on a Schedule A. They have to exceed 7.5% of your adjusted gross income. Uh, Well, sorry, that's old information. Starting in 2017, that 7.5% goes up to 10%. It gets a little bit harder, but you know what? If you're in the category of taxpayer where you have ongoing medical expenses year after year after year, track those. Mm -hmm. Keep, Keep a ledger of them. Keep all of your receipts because you may be in a category where you can itemize those off on your taxes. So here at mid-year, if you've had medical issues and prescriptions and doctor visits that weren't entirely covered by insurance, start now making sure that's organized so that you know if you can deduct it or not. And and unfortunately, the threshold is 10%, and it's and you can deduct everything over 10% of your AGI. It's probably wise to keep all of your receipts for anything that you do because you, you never know what's deductible and what isn't. You know, the medical one is is a big deal. Um, If you're in a state where you pay sales tax, that can be a big deal. Some states allow you to deduct either your state income taxes paid or your state sales taxes paid. If you're in a state where you pay state income tax, probably the income tax is the bigger number. But if you're in states where you don't pay a state income tax, definitely keep those receipts and deduct mm-hmm. your, your sales tax that you paid. And if you travel a lot, make sure you keep track of your gas and mileage and things of that nature because a lot of that is tax deductible. If you're doing it for business, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, are, you, are you donating to Goodwill? Do you, do you send stuff to Goodwill or, disable, or disabled vets or any of that kind of thing? All the time. It's a good point in the year to make sure you've got all those receipts. My wife would like to donate more of my stuff to Goodwill, but, yeah, there's some stuff that <laughs> probably should have been donated a long time ago. Yeah. But, you know, it's my favorite. I love it. You know, I'm the one in the house who does all that kind of thing, and I and uh, I have, have threatened on more than one occasion to, to wipe out some things that Loverboy takes great exception to. <laughs> yeah, we can get attached to certain things. That's we sure. do. We do. So if, if you have things that you know you're going to donate, go ahead and get that ball rolling. Don't wait till the very end of the year because guess what everyone else has waited till the end of the year too. Mm-hmm. get it done 
It just makes your life easier. So many of these tax tips I'm, I'm giving are to make your life easier toward the end of the year. You'll notice I'm saying organize these things now. Put together a folder for your daycare expenses. Put together a folder for your charitable deductions. Have all this stuff organized. If you start thinking about that now, it certainly makes the first quarter of next year so much easier. Yeah, we'll have to get some organizational tips from you at some point because I know you're a very organized person, and that's kind of important for financial management and planning and anything of that nature. It absolutely is. And speaking of, if you plan to make the maximum contribution to your 401K, your thrift savings plan, your 403B, your 457 plan, check where you are on that track today. Make sure that you're on pace to make the maximum contribution by the end of the year because if you're not, you've got time right now. You've got four more months to make that adjustment and get all those contributions in. If you're contributing on a pre-tax basis, that's going to reduce your federal income tax burden. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So I tell you what, Dean, let's take one more quick break, give people an opportunity to give you a call if they'd like to, to ask any questions that you would like to ask of our financial and retirement expert here in studio. And that phone number is 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123 is the number to call. Call right now and ask questions about your finances and how to put things together, of course, for taxes. We've talked about that as well. We have those answers for you with our financial and retirement expert here in studio today. Back in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called SARS Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show with Deanology in the house today. And our phone number here is 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. If you've listened to the show before with Dina is on, we've talked about some interesting sort of quirky things that she loves to do. One of them is uh, Snapchat. You're not doing that anymore. I, you know, I've kind of laid off the Snapchat, but I do I do, do the, the occasional selfie and post it on my Facebook. Yes, yeah, so that's what she was doing here. <laughs> it was <kind laughs> fun to watch the various different facial expressions. You can't show that on the radio, but it's still kind of fun. How's, how's your youngest, little Eli, doing? These Eli days? is doing great. He's babbling. He's chattering. He, he bobs his head when I sing to him, and he gives high five. Oh, really? Already? He does. His favorite thing now is the pool. He loves to get in the pool. He knows where we keep our swimsuits and our towels, and when he's ready to get in the pool, he will go get my husband's swim trunks and bring them to him. (laughs) How old is Eli? We should tell people. Eli's 17 months old. That's pretty good for that age. And and super-duper smart and super-duper fun, and the kid loves the pool. That's outstanding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, we're just about out of time for today, so we have time just about to wrap up a few things and talk about what we've talked about. Absolutely. Talk about what we've talked about. I like that. Um, (laughs) 
That sounded unusual coming out of my mouth. And, okay. and again, I have no witty retort. Um, <laughs> so today we talked about the most popular financial scams out there. We talked about the IRS scam, the charity scam, the Obama student loan forgiveness scam. Don't fall prey to those. If you have any questions about whether you might be targeted by a scam, just hang up the phone or delete the email. Mm-hmm. It's not worth the money and the headache. And we also talked about some mid-year tax planning tips. My number one uh, advice at this point in the tax year is just start getting organized. Don't wait till the last minute. Mm-hmm. Take care. Of, you, you will thank yourself later. Yeah, outstanding. Thanks for being here today. It's always great to have you along. Hope you are back again very, very soon. Hope so. Good to see you. It's good to see you. If you'd like to go ahead and stay in the studio, we have a couple of live calls ready to, to be answered. You can do so by calling us now at 855-767-3123 to stay on the line and Dean will answer your questions. 855-767-3123. Back again next Saturday morning at 9 o'clock with another edition of the Larry Rosenthal Show for Bob in the Back and Deanology. My name is Chris McKay. You have a great week. We'll talk to you again next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.